Hey, welcome to my basement, everybody. We've got a special episode today and it's dedicated to Star Wars and Lego. We have the level designer from Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Mike Consolvi with us today. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic, yeah. Uh, good to be here. Yeah, nice to meet you, Victor. Nice to meet you, too. Um, how do you feel right now? I see you've got a, a gold master or a published master framed behind you. That must feel pretty good. So this is actually my, like because we get a free copy for working on the game. So I figured I just wanted to put that together myself. So I just ordered a frame online, stuck it together, and thought I'd showcase that off. So oh, that's it awesome! Out all right. So that's the that's the retail copy of the game that you have framed behind you. Yeah, I thought why not? It's my uh, first credit credit as a designer, so we had to. Uh, yeah, I had to do something to commemorate it. <laughs> That's wonderful. The whole team must feel, I mean, it's sitting at about 83 from the critics on Metacritic and 88 from users. People love this freaking game, as do I. The team must feel elated. It's been a long development. You know, it's, it's taken a long time for this thing to get out there, but the reward now of people playing it and the, the, the streams and the tweets you guys must be getting must feel pretty good. Yeah, my, my phone's been pretty much... Uh almost melting at this point with uh, Twitter notifications and all that sort of thing. But yeah, we're just really, really happy with the reception that the game has been getting. The reviews have been coming in are really fantastic and the fans have just talked to it like crazy. I mean, we we really went all out with this one to make sure it is the, what we say it is and that is like the biggest Lego Star Wars experience to date. And I feel like we've accomplished that and yeah, the team are just really happy with the reception and we're just really glad fans are enjoying it. Talk to me about working at TT Games and you have friends that aren't in the video game industry that might have kids. Do they just bug the crap out of you for free games? Like, is it just like miserable for you to go to any social gatherings because people are, I've got, you know, my kids would love, a, do you get hounded for that kind of stuff or are you cool? Um, I wouldn't say it's too crazy, but like, um, so, <laughs> like, if I ever say that I work in the games industry, some people up right off the bat without even questioning what games they make, they're jumping on me say, oh, do you work on Call of Duty? Oh, do you work on Grand Theft Auto? It's like, no, 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 we're more Lego games. Yeah, that's where our, uh, our, what our bread and butter is at uh, TT Games. So, um, yeah, I think, like, people are fans of Lego and any of these IPs that we associate with Lego. So, of course, Lego Star Wars is, is the big one. So, like, people are just yeah. sort of really excited for the final result, really. It is the big one. And one of the things that definitely comes up when you talk about this, especially if you've been in the business as long as I have, is that we've seen Lego Star Wars many times before. Was there a mood at TT Games? Like, why are we doing this again? Or was there an excitement? Or did you guys realize that there is a lot of uncharted uh, territory, a lot of things that you could add that you've always wanted to? And it it instilled this uh, fervor to, you know, throw everything and the kitchen sink into this game. Yeah, I think it's one of those, when you look back at the LEGO Star Wars games that we have done, times change sort of the way people um, play games these days. They evolve with the times as the technology gets uh, better and better. So when it came sure. to um, the Skywalker saga, it was a case of, look, the last game we did was uh, like Force Awakens in the LEGO Star Wars. And it was like, yep. now that we're entering like the PS5, Xbox Series X era, it was sort of like, would it make sense to just do a Last Jedi or a Rise of Skywalker standalone games and really we just thought if we're actually rounding out the complete saga with episode 9 coming out why not just celebrate that entire Skywalker saga and have 
everything encompassed in one real like fun package for everyone to really like celebrate what Star Wars is and what Lego Star Wars is to our fans. So it was really just a case of let's make a totally brand new experience. Yes, it might have the some like the familiarities of what makes Lego Star Wars what it is, but with a new spin on it in terms of like how the characters move, how the environments look, and how like we don't want to really retread the same story because it is Star Wars. It's uh, everyone, yeah, most of knows who what's how Star Wars goes. We want to sort of avoid retreading the same sort of territory, but like give players an entirely new way to actually experience the story. How much were you guys emboldened by The Force Awakens? Because you guys were introducing a lot of these types of concepts into that game. And to its credit, it was a great game. It was a really mature and um, solid Star Wars Lego experience. W was that kind of the jumping off point? Did you realize that you could be a little bit more daring with um, mixing up the way the game played? Yeah, because it was a few mechanics that we had within Force Awakens that worked really well to an extent of, uh, like, say, the like the cover cover shooting mechanics yep, and yep. that was the first for that game as well so it's mm -hmm. sort of like how can we further like develop those on a grander scale with what we're trying to do with the skywalker saga so it's really taking what we know from there and again with all the other projects we've done on lego star wars it's really just sort of let's just go big or go home do you know what i mean it's like <laughs> we yeah, really yeah. want to like do everything we can to make it like the what we say is again like the biggest and best one well, I, I saw the game at E3 2019, and it felt like it was going to be coming out in 2020. Um, it, it felt like a lot of the concepts were already in play and in place. Um, obviously, the pandemic has affected every company and everybody on Earth. Was that what slowed the uh, development down? I, I mean, can you point just at, at COVID-19 and saying, well, that was ex exactly what happened with the delays? Or was it just a case of there was so much game <laughs> or both <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, contributing factors and of course the covid 19 pandemic of course was one of them but it's not like we sort of overscoped or sort of that we knew what we were doing but it was sort of like wow we really need to take our time to actually meet the fans expectations but also mm -hmm. like give the time it needs to be what it is and like yeah we didn't want to just rush it out so obviously when we said 2020 it was so, it was very very early days and that demo was really just what we say it was and that was just scratching the surface when whereas you look at the entire game as a whole now and then you can sort of you can sort of understand why we've taken those extra measures and just took as much time as we need to really make it more like polished and uh, just a really fun experience for everyone and I, I think the extra time really did help us oh absolutely and I, I said this in my review that if this was the first one, this would be a game of the year contender. Like people would be flipping out. Like, how did you guys accomplish? But of course, TT's got a really long history. Now you've kind of changed the game for your company and your studio, right? Now everybody has got this new expectation. Like we we had a, an expectation of this uh, pacing of uh, incredible product tied to licensed stuff in the past. Now you've done the summation of you know 40 years of star wars lore in one game that's what we're going to want out of you from every game now you guys realize that right it's a good job so I don't good, luck. good luck on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's one for the higher ups that isn't for me but like yeah the skywalk saga it like when you really think about what it is like all nine films one big major game yeah we've we've set like the highest bar for ourselves really like and then totally. it's like moving forward we just sort of like 
it's like, I think at the E3 presentations, we were saying that it is like this is what this is the start of what the future of Lego games could be. And right, yeah, we can always look to this game now and say, listen, this looks real. This has worked really well for us. So like, it's obviously something we'll look at in terms of projects for the future. What is your favorite component of the game? When you stand back, and obviously you're very close to it and you've played it to death, that's why you can package up your retail build. You don't need to play it anymore. But what <laughs> what is your favorite element? What do you think you guys nailed uh, the best that you're the proudest of? So to answer the first thing, I definitely am still playing it. I claim my, uh, I got a digital version of the game, so I could actually wrap this one up. So okay. I am still playing it for myself. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, for the game itself, I, f I feel like the amount of freedom right off the bat that we're given to the player, right from the beginning, where you've got like the choice of which of the trilogies you actually want to play, and even mm -hmm. the option that if you want to quit midway through and go to a different trilogy, you've got the freedom to do so. But not only that, in terms of like like speaking for myself, when it came to doing the level design, it's the amount of freedom that we're given the players in terms of like a lot of the options on how you actually want to progress, whether it is like going in all guns blazing or simply just allowing the player to have that ability to just explore for themselves and just seeing what uh, what the best way they can use all the characters that they have access to. So like, for example, in the first level of episode seven, right off the bat, like I think all in all in that level, you can probably complete the level in six or seven different ways. But yeah. it's, it's given the players that environment to actually just discover it for themselves. And it's just been really fun to just see how players have actually been taking it on whether it's making use of uh finn being a stormtrooper and using like the uh, villain access and sneaking through or just using uh poe and his blaster rifle and just stealing a key card and running into the hangar and causing chaos it's providing that level of freedom to players to actually be able to play how they really want to play and again That's that great. goes then that continues into the open worlds whether they actually just want to carry on with the story or just explore Tatooine or Coruscant just speaking to all these different uh, NPCs and taking on quests and stuff like that. There's just so much to do. So I think just the freedom that we're just giving the players has just been one of the key factors into this game, really. Awesome. Uh, you, you worked as a tester on uh, previous LEGO Star Wars games. Have you worked on other LEGO games as well, or has it always been Star Wars for you? No, pretty much like 90% of all the games I've worked on have been LEGO games during my time at TC. Yeah. So Amazing. Back during the like, so I got my start in QA in 2010, working on Lego Star Wars 3: The Clone Wars. Right. So that was a really fun project to start on, and then I worked my way up. Uh, did Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Lego Harry Potter, years five to seven, uh, Lego Batman 2, Lord of the Rings. The list goes on. Really. So with, the, like, with, just... with all the skews of all of those games, you you probably have like a hundred different games that you're credited in right now which is <laughs> yeah, incredible the, man yeah the list of credits is ridiculous now like uh no it's just it's just been a real like fun experience to experience all these all these uh different games during my time at tt it's just been a real experience and this one in particular means like the most to me with it being uh like my first credit as a designer it's just like it was like my dream job to be able to jump onto this project and for it to That's be awesome. a star wars game it again. Does, yes no yeah, the star just, wars game yeah, the Star Wars <laughs> game for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but it's meant the world's been to be on this project, so yeah, that's dope. 
That's dope. I, I uh, visited TT in 2008. Our company uh, produced the behind the scenes on Lego Batman. So I, I traveled to Nutsford and saw the studio and saw all the way that the, the games were coming together. But it's a different TT games now, right? I mean, I, I think one of the things that's happened from uh, work from home and through a lot of the, the sort of, um, I, I guess, the, the awareness of development it has changed a lot over the last 12, 15 years or so does it feel like the same company or does it feel like there's a you know like a freshness to the studio and and uh um does it feel like things have changed quite a bit since when you first started there um i guess it's it's all reliant on the amount of people that we work with like i guess since like well since 2008 if you're looking at what the, the, the size of the company now we've grown exponentially like we're sure I think between each of the so we have the Nutsford studio, we have the Wilmslow studio, and then we've got our other offices in like Maidenhead and that sort of thing. So I think you're talking like 600 plus employees and all in all within TT Games as a, as a whole. So it's like we've yeah, there expanded. might have been like a hundred when I was there. Yeah, there you go. Crazy. Yeah, we've yeah. <laughs> so that in itself, like the growth, especially, but like it, it's all about the people really who we've uh, been working with over the years and like. We have seen recently we've um, we've got a new studio uh, manager in Michael Denny, like well experienced through uh, Sony PlayStation years. So he's he's been like really good since uh, jumping on board and stuff like that. But like the aura of what TT Games is 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 pretty much st still the same. But it's like now we've been working on this massive project. It's sort of like this is really what TT Games is now and how we should look moving forward. Really. I love that. I love that. Um, what do people not, you know, expect or respect about how a Lego game comes together? What do, what are they not aware of? Like one of the like the intricacies of development or, or um, you, you know, maybe the unobtainable or the, the key core element of making a, a Lego experience. What, what do people kind of take for granted about that, do you think? I think one of the like if you look at look at our, our back catalogue, I think one of the big biggest uh, misconceptions is that oh you can just rebuild that into a new game and it's like no no yeah <laughs> that's not how game development works that's like um, it's it's not just the case of just change color Lego bricks and just slap it on new IP on it it's just that's just absolutely not how it works you have to literally build every piece like I think the tech artists they actually have an entire library of Lego pieces that they will in engine put together and actually build all these massive things like you see so like the Sarlacc pit for example in the <laughs> in Tatooine that was handmade by someone it's not like I think a lot of people expect that you can just quickly sort of chop and change things but it's like no it's people spend a lot of time making these games from the ground up and it's not just a case of just oh just slap a different color onto, onto a Lego piece and call it something else I guess because that's a core thing right like the the digital creations you build they're animated but lego that relationship also means that it, they can also be physically built with the right pieces and yeah. so they have there has to be a one-to-one -one thing and that must just be unbelievable 3d kind of you know math in order to figure out how to put all that together yeah it's crazy i think when we did the e3 presentations one of the points i made in one of one of the presentations was one of the capital ships that comes into play during one of the space battles. Yeah. That's made out of 18 million individual Lego bricks. So that in itself is sort of 
mind-blowing to think like someone pieced that together but if that was built in real life I wouldn't want to imagine what the physical instructions would look like on that. Do you know? What yeah. I mean? so, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, I think it, I believe it was sort of like the size of a football pitch. Or Amazing. Like <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just it's unbelievable what like the artists and everyone working on the game have been able to accomplish with this. It's just been it's been crazy to see. So one of the things that's happened with Lego is obviously they're starting to stretch out and do different types of projects. And we're seeing Lego games come up in different ways that, you know, there's stuff on the Apple App Store and stuff. Yep. Talk to me about the relationship that TT still has with Lego. Is it still are you going to be focused still kind of on Lego experience? Is that still the, the driving force for the team or are you guys thinking about other types of games now? Um, we're still working on Lego games. That's been mm -hmm. it's been our bread and butter since Lego Star Wars. So yeah, for the foreseeable, yeah, we're still working on the Lego games for the time being. Obviously I can't say what's next, but uh Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Lego games are our focus, yeah. And so that relationship is still super tight with Lego and they must be over the moon with Lego Skywalker saga. I mean I'd like to think so with the uh, <laughs> with how much we've sold in like the, in this past week. It's just been the numbers have been really crazy. But yeah, our, our relationship with Lego has always been like really great. They've been really good to us over the years and like yeah. they've been really good. So yeah, that's that's our focus right now is more like how are Disney and Lucasfilm uh right now? How's that relationship? Are they they I'm I'm sure it was a lot of stress because the months kept going and and I mean it hasn't been easy for anybody. Uh, but I'm sure there's been stress around getting this project completed and out there. And also, I think there's probably been a little bit of like we, we, the movies are over and it's been a couple of years. And now everybody's talking about the Mandalorian. Thankfully, you have Mandalorian in the game here. Um, but how do they feel now? How's it? How's that relationship and how's everybody doing right now? I mean, during the development, we're constantly in uh, contact with Lucasfilm and Disney in terms of like, the stuff that we're putting into the game obviously there's an approval process on some things sure with ideas yeah. will be like thrown back and forth and all that sort of thing so like we've always been in contact with them and i don't know what the communication has been since the game has launched but i can only imagine it's they're ecstatic about the the feedback that the game has got and then i think they've been understanding about the extra time that we've been taking to make sure the game is what we say it is and hopefully yeah they, i think they they'll agree that they're pretty happy with what we've put out there. Yeah, totally. Star Wars has changed a lot since you guys started this project, right? We saw the sort of culmination of a whole, uh, you know, saga in in. I mean, in we thought it was form. complete. We, we called it complete. We thought it was complete. No, this is another trilogy. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> so let's do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and here's Obi-Wan about to launch and stuff. Were, were you guys, um, you know, during the course of development? I mean, you, you got pieces of content in there that kind of connect us to other things. Uh, but were you thinking, oh, my God, we ha now have to make a Mandalorian part of the of the st and, uh, you know, you don't have to spoil anything. But um, is there plans for that or were you guys thinking about that? Like, how, how did the impact of this new extended, you know, Filoni verse of Star Wars, um, how did that affect you guys? I mean, immediately, like, we've, we've got the character packs out there. So we've, we obviously had them um, waiting to go when the game launched but um again it goes back to what we're talking about in terms of look at what the core game experience is it's nine movies worth of content 23 planets yeah. 45 yeah. levels over like over 400 <laughs> characters that in itself is a lot of content like that some people <laughs> might not understand how much it takes to f be able to do all that so it's like to think about anything else would be more ambitious than 
the game actually is at yeah. its core. So it's yeah. like a lot of the time we just really had to focus on making sure that the Skywalker self, saga as itself is the best it can possibly be, but without overcomplicating things in terms of like yes. more and more of this extra content that's coming in from Disney Plus and all that sort of thing. So it, uh, yeah. as much as we might want to dive into everything, it's sort of making sure the core game as it is. Yeah, you got to finish the, the game. Quality. Like, yeah, we need to finish the game. It's sort of like <laughs> it we've does. we've hold off for this amount of time to make sure it is what it is. So uh, yeah, we're happy with what we've done. I tweeted out the other day about uh, what you guys should work on next. And so I've got four ideas for you, okay? So I did a little poll. I said, what should TT Games and Lego make next? And I uh, put Lego James Bond, Lego MCU. So like really, I know you've done the Avengers games and stuff, but it'd be crazy to do like the whole run of the MCU. I mean, that's what we're going to expect out of you guys now, right? Uh, Lego Transformers, and I don't know how the rights issues are around all that stuff. Um, and the Lego Batman movies. And you guys have done Lego Batman games for sure. But the movies you could dive into with the Dark Knight and the new The Batman franchise that's happening. And the old Tim Burton Batman movies. Throw in the Adam West one in there too. Um, so I'll tell you what's in the lead. And then you can tell me um, which one you're actually doing. Uh, Lego Transformers <laughs> is in the lead and okay. uh, that's at 37.3%. I'm a bit surprised about that because I think the natural is Lego James Bond. Uh, Lego MCU follows that. And then I guess because we've had so much Lego Batman stuff, Lego Batman's in the in the, in the last place. But I think they're all pretty solid ideas. I, ha I didn't get a lot of hate tweets saying those are crap ideas and this is the ones that you should. So I think I nailed some pretty good ones right there. Um, do you want to take this opportunity to confirm that you're making uh, Lego Transformers or Lego James Bond? Neither of those. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not doing any of those. Um, obviously, I, I can't say what we're working on next, but those those are some ideas. I mean, you could probably think of any sort of IP in front of uh, Lego and just think that would actually be really cool. Like, you can. That's the beauty of Lego is endless sort of ideas you can come up with of everything. So that's that's the beauty of how like lego works but um obviously like i'm a big uh, batman nerd myself but yeah, like yeah. I, <laughs> obviously we put out a lot of batman content in the past but like i'd love to do a batman game for instance but like uh what we're working on next you'll just have to wait and see on that one i'm afraid victor yeah no worries no worries is this going to be the pace that we see because obviously one of the things that we expect from or have seen from tt is like this release calendar bang and then you guys did dimensions and we were all like how the hell did you do that it was incredible uh, but there was you know this cadence of uh four games a year it felt like from lego experiences and uh now it's been several years since we've had a new lego experience is that the way that development is going to go like or is it going to be a couple of years until we see your new one or what do you what do you what do you think it's uh it's about striking the balance between like the, the quality and the quantity yeah about how, how many lego games that so when it came to skywalk saga it was a case of let's take our time with it and make sure that the quality standards meet what fans expect of what they see from lego games moving forward so i think this is right. one of the prime examples of why we should sort of spend a bit more time working on them rather than point out one after the other within the space of a few years and stuff like that so i think from now on it'll be this sort of organized way of let's take our time with each project moving forward right on i'm, I'm happy to hear that uh you guys did all the cut sequences in-house or did you farm that to a, a cg place no we had the uh, in-house cutscene animators cutscene directors everybody that did 
Oh, they absolutely knocked out of the park with this one. They still it's incredible. Cut scenes <laughs> they still cut scenes yeah. I'll see in the game, and I'll be laughing the head off, even though I've seen it a million times. It yes. It'll never not make me laugh. It's, they've just been absolutely great with it. Mitch Dyer, who I'm a buddy on, uh, with, um, he worked on um, uh, Battlefront Two, uh, this the story campaign um, at at EA, and he tweeted out the uh, uh, Darth Maul cutscene when Darth Maul gets killed at the end, and he's just a head with a <laughs> with a lightsaber in his mouth. It's insane. I, yeah. I, you know. Obviously, there's the Lego animated work, but you guys uh, that uh, is on Disney Plus and all that stuff. But you guys have built so much animated stuff for this game; it almost feels like you did the whole saga as a as a Lego movie again. It's built right into the game. Yeah, it it just sort of it's kudos to the uh, the animation team, the cutscene department, the, even like the writing in itself. Like we've had writers on this to really sort of. Like the entire game really is a celebration of what Star Wars is. But with Lego, we can take like. We can add the humor to it, just sort totally. of like, yeah, <laughs> just to get like a more sort of humorous like experience. Just sort of not poking fun at, but just sort of like highlighting the like the sort of wacky factors that Star Wars can introduce. So, dude, like, I, I love the uh, Chewbacca just getting ignored over and over and over again. <laughs> the running through line of Chew just getting yeah. completely dissed all the way through is incredible. Yeah, a lot. I think one of my running, my favorite running gags route is just how blatantly a villain Palpatine is, but without letting anyone around him know. So he's yeah. sat there eating popcorn before he turns around and pretends he's handcuffed to the chair before the yeah. Dooku fight and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, there's just so many like running gags and all the rest of it. But yeah, the, the cutscene department have been fantastic in sort of like, sort of retelling Star Wars, but in Lego form. And it's just been amazing to see. I mean, kudos to that team. They really killed it. And I, I don't know if everybody kind of appreciates how much work that is. And, and uh, the, the thing about it, though, is that there, are, I think, are pretty deliberate choices about uh, this is a cutscene moment. Like I'm thinking of the uh, um, the AT-ATs or whatever they're called on crate coming towards the, the, the rebels and then everybody jumps into a ship. I thought we were going to fly those ships, but it's a cut sequence as we're flying as we watch all that stuff. And that must be a tricky thing for you guys on the development side to decide what we're going to play and what we're going to watch and what's going to carry the story forward and and um, what's going to be gameplay. I guess yeah. that must be take a, a little bit of back and forth before you can determine all that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like we have to be very careful on how we sort of pick and choose what bits to do to yeah. keep things consistent with the flow of the entire game. So making sure, like for the levels, for example, we want to hit this mark of being like the all killer no filler sort of experience that might take between five and ten minutes if you just rush right through so sure. like it's pick it's picking carefully how we sort of choose which segments to really go for that are going to hit the right notes in terms of the pace and how things play out in terms of the story context whether that's um, a fight with darth maul or battle of hoth on uh on, in like the uh, echo base and stuff like that so it's like it's making sure we're hitting all the right notes in terms of like picking and choosing which gameplay segments to really like hone in on have you guys done a um uh you know a scour through reviews and and uh tweets and stuff like that to kind of figure out what has resonated the most like elements that that people are really um talking about again and again and maybe that's a surprise to you um I'd say that process is still ongoing. The amount of reviews that we've had so far coming in, it's really just scouring all the YouTube videos. And it's all a lot, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all the Metacritic uh, reviews and all, all that sort of thing. So it's all like, 
I'll be picking and choosing and running through them and see what they like, what they didn't like, and how things were just received in general, whether they actually hit those notes that we were going for in terms of like the design of the levels and how things played out. Are they doing right. what we expected them to do during those gameplay moments? So, so far it's been fascinating to see how people are receiving it and it's just been it's just been really really good like, i'm genuinely happy with what we've been seeing so far that's great has there been um any criticism or anything that has been eye-opening for you or uh, in you know you've appreciated that you've been able to see so far um other than potentially any bugs or anything like that that have, that have come through where uh, that were moving quickly to address as with any launch game you can that's sure. the sort of thing you can expect in this day and age sadly but yeah that's yeah. that's the sort of thing that we're looking to immediately so dude we'll, you guys made a million versions and the switch version is awesome i could not believe it i streamed it i talked about it in the review because i'd been yeah. playing on the series x and it's like oh my god it's pristine it's beautiful and then i went to the switch and i was expecting a, a carve back but and it, there is but it's still great and it looks great and it plays great so kudos to your your switch group yeah, the, the Switch has performed really, really well. And like even the reviews specifically for the Switch have just been fantastic to see. So like some yeah. I was genuinely surprised because some some like sometimes you expect the like a performance standard that you've expected yeah. from a, a Switch game, which is, is sort of fair to say, but the fact that we've been able to keep it stable and making sure it actually performs well has just been and we're just really happy with how it's been received. this the switch is an amazing play it's my favorite console it's an incredible machine but it doesn't have the, the horsepower it doesn't have the juice of the other machines right so when a game comes out and it's multi-platform and it runs that well on the switch kudos man that's that's huge the steam deck version though needs to be tuned is that something that you guys are are looking at right now I've, I've, on the core i know you can put different firmware onto the machine because it's Linux based and it will run better. But on the core, you know, approved by Valve firmware, the Steam Deck, I tried streaming it the other day and it wasn't running that great. I was led to believe we weren't supporting Steam Deck right off oh, the bat. Okay. So if it's working for some people, great. But I, as far as I'm aware, it wasn't sure that we we're actually you can Steam roll Deck. back proton and and try some exper experimental uh, experiential or experimental proton um, firmware packs on Steam Deck and you can get it running better. Um, right. So you're not doing it right out of the gate, but is it something that you will do? Because I'm a fan of Steam Deck. It's really a, an amazing portal into PC gaming. It's probably something that I could ask around about. It's not It's not in my wheelhouse in terms of Do it of the, for me, uh, man. <laughs> Fix <laughs> it for me, okay? I, I, can, I can ask. I can ask for sure. <laughs> well, uh, the one thing I, uh, why I bring that up is because all the other Lego games, almost all of them run beautifully on Steam Deck. And then I was looking forward. I was on the road when uh, the game launched. And I was looking forward to playing it on the Steam Deck. I was like, ah, nope, it's not. I mean, it, it works, but it's chuggy, you know? It's right. big code. Uh, is there um, a property out there that Lego has, uh, TT hasn't worked on or Lego hasn't worked on that... Uh, you would love to see happen and this is you know obviously the the caveat here is that we're not confirming anything and we're not promising anything but you personally is there something that you would love to see in that scale that's a very very good question i'd have to think long and hard about that one i don't like have tron any... or jaws well it's sort of like you can just think of any of the uh lego sets that are out there currently that we could make into game form like like I said, Tron, there was a Tron set for that, or yep. if, anything that we 
pretty much done, like say in Dimensions, like we had so many different level packs for that. You can yeah. imagine making full games out of those. So totally, I don't know, I'm not sure how much you'd get out with making an entire Lego ET game. But, yeah, <laughs> but, like, I mean, you can see the ideas are there. Like, yeah, you could make a good <laughs> ET game, right? And one of the things that I said about Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, especially, is that these are really it's just really solid experience in 3d playing characters that we love that we don't get like there really aren't any other apart from you know assuming the avatars in in battlefront or something like that we don't really get to play as these characters and play through these stories because the you know and there's nothing wrong with that but most of the star wars games have preferred to create new stories and new characters that run parallel to what we know from the movies and the shows and you guys go headlong into it and this is, I think, the best 3D play the story Star Wars experience that's been built so far. Thank you. We yeah, appreciate that. Okay. that that's, 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 that's been the goal, is been to be the best Star Wars experience out there, is to really celebrate what Star Wars is and episodes one through nine. Yeah. All so, of that together. Yeah. You, I mean, you guys are clearly, you know, incredibly talented and adept at making these beautiful Lego experiences. Does the team ever, you know, approach, like, do you guys ever have a, a huddle and say, maybe we should try something that's not Lego? Maybe take this kind of experience and build, um, you know, characters that look a little bit more photoreal or lifelike? Or, or is the studio really focused on family-friendly Lego type of experiences? For the most part, yeah, it, our sort of uh, history at TT Games is based on these family-friendly experiences solely focused on Lego. That's not to say we haven't tried working on non-Lego properties in the past, like we've made, ironically you mentioned Transformers, we made a Transformers movie game quite a while back. And right. uh, yeah. we've also done uh, Spy Hunter, which we did for, I think it was DS and Vita at the time. So you it's did, not uncommon uh, that we Mickey Mania uh, for uh, the Sega Genesis back in the day. The, yeah, yeah, going way back, even well before Lego Star Wars. Yeah, so it's not yeah. uncommon that we've uh, not, uh, not done any uh, Lego related properties before, but because they've been pretty much the bread and butter of what makes TT today. It's sort of like, we just want to keep making these Lego games. And now with Skywalker Saga, it's just a whole new level of what they can possibly be moving forward. Totally. Um, this is, I mean, obviously a question for Lego, but I'm curious if you guys ever have discussions, like you're building this massive Star Wars experience, and obviously there's lots of great Lego Star Wars sets, but wouldn't this be the perfect time to make a Star Wars Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga collection of Lego sets that tie with the game? Do you guys ever talk with Lego about doing stuff like that? That let you build some of the the models or some of the set pieces that you are that you love from the game as part of a set out there? Well, that's one of the uh, great things about the relationship that we have with Lego. Like I was talking to uh, Neil Crofty, one of the head of um characters and like some of the models team and they created a lot of these creatures that we've seen in star wars before yeah in 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 the engine and using our own tech as original lego like sets to show yes. the lego and say this is how like, this character so they've done that lego before form. yeah so one of the examples with the oh, i can't remember the name it's like a i think in episode nine it's the vexus snake mm -hmm. that was all original for lego in our game and we sort of made it and presented it to lego as oh wow this, this and then it ended up as a set 
it ended up being in the game in as it. an approved Lego sort of how this oh, would look okay. in real life. I don't know if they've made it physically, but it's okay, that gotcha. sort of, we've had that creativity to be able to put these things together and get go through the approval process with Lego and they can sort of sign off on it and whether they want to make it into a physical set, that's all on them really. But um, that's awesome I'd love to see an entire Skywalk saga set. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it'd be incredible, right? Like the, what, what an awesome opportunity. I, I, I feel like that licensing, I know because it's license after license after license, but I feel that connection because I've got, you know, action figures and toys based on, like I've got these Turtles games that, or Turtles figures back here that NECA made based on the uh, Turtles in Time video game. And then they made this whole range of Ninja Turtles video game uh, characters based on a classic video game. And I feel that that's sitting right there for Lego to work with you guys to build sets based on all this. Yeah, I wanted to, everybody's got their favorite Star Wars movies. What's yours? It's gotta be Empire Strikes Back. That's, yeah. That, that's, that's for me. That's mine too. The best, yeah, for sure. And uh, it was, like, as when I when I look back at my time on the projects, I've been, I've had like the privilege to actually like design levels for some of these cool iconic moments within Star Wars, and of course like the Vader fight. As soon as I knew I was going to be designing that one, I was just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> just want it. Yeah, I just wanted to sort of that that rocked. Right away, but, by the way, that oh, rocked. I loved it, and it sent chills down my spine. I loved all that. But talk to me about the, because people also have their least favorite Star Wars movies. Um, but talk to me about how um, maybe a movie that you're you're not crazy about in the Star Wars pantheon ended up being good for gameplay. And is there, I guess this is kind of getting you to say you didn't really love the movie, but you're allowed to not love all of the, these movies. But talk to me about maybe a, a movie that surprised you or a scene from a movie that surprised you when it translated to a video game moment? I'd probably go with, let's say, the finale of episode nine, for example. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. with the, because uh, there's so much going on during that final segment. So it was sort of like, depending on what your actual like thoughts are, are on that film or any of the other films that matter, it's sort of, let's take what the cool moments are of that and let's just elaborate those in, uh, a bit further in terms of like the gameplay again hitting this sort of pace of all killer no filler let's just go straight into the action and these sort of set pieces so uh, that whole ride along the uh the star destroyer on the orbacks to reach the end goal but oh surprise this bb98 droid has its own boss fight like a bb boss that that wasn't the thing in star wars until we've thrown it in just to sort of like oh right this is the thing let's fight this so it was sort of like it's allowing us a bit of uh, creative freedom to actually like bring something cool out of all these films that we really wanted to sort of like create some great gameplay from. I love it, man. One of the things that's a highlight in this game, obviously, is everything's voiced or you can choose to play it in the classic Lego way if you want to. Yeah. Um, but one thing that you guys did with the Force Awakens game that blew me away is you actually had Harrison Ford voice Han Solo in that. And I think it's the only video game he's ever done. And I was blown away and so ecstatic because I'm a huge Harrison Ford fan. So it was amazing to to see that happen. Now you don't have, except for Anthony Daniels and and uh, Billy D. Williams. And are, are there other voice uh, actors from the films in the in the games? Because it's a massive cast. Yeah, I think yeah. Along with Billy D. Williams and uh, Anthony Daniels, we have um, official voice casting from different. Uh, shows, I think so. Uh, like yes. Rebels uh, with uh, Sam Witwer, who did right amazing job as Palpatine, and a few he's amazing. Guys. Holy crap, he's so Incredible. good. I 
yeah. very, very good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we have, we have they're all official, like uh, approved voice actors for a lot of the voices from all sorts of different shows. So I think it was it may have just been the case of like uh, don't know what they call it, first refusal. I think maybe from the main cast and then the I get these other, other other actors to jump in who all done an amazing job. So like even when I yeah. heard the Harrison Ford voice for the for the first time, I just thought it was. Incredible. thought it was him yeah i know it's yeah. really good the sound alikes are very very good in this game yeah. uh what do you prefer do you prefer to play your lego games with the voice acting or do you prefer the uh the mumble acting personally i think voiceovers are the way to go it's yeah. it, it just uh as as, the, as much as the uh originals with the mumbles and all that sort of stuff had that charm with all the uh like the movements and the mumbles to really convey what was going on in, in the story but if we're wanting to tell an entire story there's only so much you can do in terms of like uh, the mumbling and the just the motions of the characters and stuff like that. So to get the most out of it, I feel like, yeah, voice actors is the way to go for me. And awesome. but it's also fun to have the option, which is why we ended up including the mumble mode just to have it there as just a, a just for fun for the fans thing. So we're glad fans yeah. are still enjoying that too. How did you carve up the work? because it's nine huge chapters. It was every chapter basically a team and worked on it a kind of like a mini game process, like a game development process, or uh, did teams do some, you know, kind of in sequential order or like they started on one and then they went over to four. Like, how did you guys carve all of that up with your, with your various teams or team members out there? So I think originally the game director and the assistant game director, they pretty much draw up what the entire sequence of events are starting from beginning to end, going through all these levels and order and stuff like that. So depending on the size and scope of the level, depending on what type of gameplay it is, we'd prioritize those and assign it out to all the different teams. So me as a level designer, I'll create a level design document and do a block out of a level based on that particular moment. I'd present that to the rest of the team uh, just to finalize everything that's going to go into the creation of that level and yep. we'd pretty much do that for every single level so they, everyone will be assigned a particular level during each of the milestones throughout the development of the game and that will just continue on until they're all pretty much created so it's just like we have dedicated teams for every single level depending on what it is. Oh, okay. So every level had at least a, a core like of how many people, like 20 people or something like that focused on specifics for each stage yeah something like that yeah there'll, there'll be uh so for one level for example i'd be the level designer but then you could have one or two coders working on a particular level or and when you say level are you do you mean like the the whole story like the whole chapter or do you mean like a one stage of of one of them? Uh, one story mission yeah okay one story mission yeah. amazing incredible yeah. are, are you guys uh intimidated by this being your calling card now like does it does it freak you out like like if you guys do jurassic park again or harry potter you're gonna have to do all of this stuff does that worry you or are you guys excited for that i think now it's just let's assess let's really sort of see the success of this game and let's see what makes this um let's see what the right. best bits of this game are and see how we sort of like take that moving forward like we've yeah 
if we were doing every game like this, it's setting quite a high bar now. Totally. It purely depends on what the, the next game actually is like. So obviously, it's been. Yeah, I don't know if like you guys can go back to one game, one movie a game. I don't think you could do that any, again now. You guys have set yourself up a little bit. <laughs> Luckily, there's only a few franchises that have got more than nine movies going for it. True. But, um, True. <laughs> so it purely depends on what the next project is. But like, yeah, this is absolutely about, about the biggest game that we've ever made so like we're just really happy with, with the result and the fans have just been really cool well dude you should be it took a little while for the lego star wars the skywalker saga to get to us but man it is a delight and you guys should be very very proud and mike it was great to meet you and and okay, uh, yeah. uh continued success and i can't wait to see what you surprise us with next all right give, give all my best to your team out there okay I will do and yeah and just a shout out to the entire tt games team like the the effort that they've put in over these last few years to get this game where it is and yeah we're glad it's just been worth the wait for the fans and yeah we've just been really happy with the response so uh yeah thank you for having me on today and uh your kind words towards the game great to meet you take care and you bye